Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the latest Wooden Corner, uh, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that thinks the revolution has already begun. Uh, I am Graham Brown, I'm sat here with Joe Chapman. Graham, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, the players that Albion have been linked with, um, see what we think. Uh, so, so later on in the podcast I've been speaking to Gregor McGregor who writes about Bristol City for uh, the Bristol Post and Bristol Live Online. Um, about two of the players we've been linked with Bobby Reed and Aidan Flint he's had interesting things to say about them but um, Joe uh, let's talk about five things that happen at the moment Bobby Reed and Flint being two of them we've been linked with Romaine Sawyers we've been linked with Bradley Dack and there is some talk of a new contract for Craig Dawson mm. so uh, let's go first with Bobby Reed. he seems to be the one that's kind of most plausible so we, it looks like they're on the periphery of making an offer 7 million quid you thought it would probably cost a little bit more than that what do you think? I think Albion are in a pretty strong bargain position. It seems like that Reed hasn't really got much of an interest in uh, in signing a new deal. So you think seven million quid is is a pretty decent offer? I'm not sure Bristol City are in a position to demand that much more. Um, he's, he's got one season left, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, and he wants to play at a higher level. I understand that <laughs> moving to Albion in some circles might even be considered a sideways move this year, but. They're going to be in a stronger position. He won't be a sideways move for his bank balance. We were talking to Gregor earlier on, and he's saying that they don't pay great wages. And I mean, Albion will pay comparable wages to a Premier League side. I think the yeah. problem with Bobby Reid is going to be the problem with a lot of the players that we're after. Is that we're after? I will say this: there's about 25-ish teams that compete in the same. Um, there's five teams that will compete in the same pool of some of the Premier League teams, which puts us on the kind of same time frame as them. I think Villa's another one. Yeah, maybe Leeds if they fall into money. Certainly Stoke and probably Swansea. Probably not Villa now, um, but that means that it kind of you, you've got less control over the time span of it until they know they're not going to go to a Premier League team. Um, they're probably not going to want to rush it through. I doubt Bobby Reed's team want to rush his transfer through because they probably want to hang about and see well, can he earn more and can he play for Fulham or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Bournemouth have been mentioned as well, and and, and you can see him fitting into a club like that in terms of the, the squad they've already got there. Whereas Albion he, at this moment in time, as Darren Moore kind of gets the wheels in motion. He would almost look kind of out of place in the Albion squad at the minute, Reed. But you know, Albion have to start somewhere in, in, in terms of the the refurb and, and everything else that's going to be going on in the transfer window this summer. I'm got, yeah, I'd be quite hopeful about that because like, it, it, it's how much how keen he is to you know yeah. get a deal and move it. But I'd be really pleased if they move. He's good age. On that. He's 25. He's good age. He's had a great season. I understand the reservations about uh, the idea of him being a, a one hit wonder, um, but. You know, it's you that reason know, why we thought this about Harry that Kane. one hit wonder thing is the reason why Albion might get him because the truth is, you know, if he was a, if he's established twenty goal a season um, striker, Bournemouth would take him. But as it is, it might just be that that Albion can take that risk and, and maybe get him. But anyway, Greg later on he talks um, really highly of Reed uh, and the season that he's just had. Uh, he's less um, 
Let's fall some of his praise of Aidan Flint, who, uh, so for context, Aidan, when we put out a shout earlier on this season about who's the most plausible player you Alvin would sign, who would you have? I said Aidan Flint. But actually, I mean, it comes on to say, you know, he's great in the air, but he's got he's got his problems. He sound, makes him sound a little bit, a bit like Hagazi, actually, to be honest. But how do you feel about Flint? Uh, nine million quid. Nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go near it for nine million quid, personally. Um, from what I've seen of Flint, he's very, very tall, he's very, very much an attacking threat from uh, from set pieces. Sounds like Gareth McCauley when you're describing him, but I don't think he's, he's the answer for Albion at the back this season. Uh, going into it, I, I think Albion can can do better uh, as regards to uh, recruitment then. at the you back. You say that, he could do better. Name names then, who'd be better okay, than Okay, well, we just discussed it. I thought this off the top of my head and it would really divide opinion among the Albion fans because I think he gets a mixed reception every time he comes back to the Hawthorns, but... Judging by the interest that Frank Lampard quite clearly has in John Terry, I'm wondering if Curtis Davis is going to be available uh, to, to be snapped up from Derby this summer. Uh, Curtis Davis was obviously kind of the little Dave to the big Dave of Darren Moore when, he, when they were at the club together for a, a solitary season. Yeah. Um, and there was obviously the big golf in, in, in age at the time um, between the two. And Davis is obviously a, a very much a seasoned pro now. He had a good solid season at Derby. And uh, and he, Gary Rowett, it's in. It's interesting that Gary Rowett wants to take him to to Stoke. Yeah, so, you know, you, you're thinking if there's the potential at all that Davis would be up for grabs, whether Moore might make a move. I think that's interesting. I think actually, one of this kicking. I, I do think that Darren Moore is a big draw for players, uh, and I think because I would say naturally, I think I've got a feeling Davis might still live in Birmingham. I've seen him in Birmingham once or twice. He was one of the first people as well to tweet about Moore when Moore got the job and yeah. congratulated him on, on getting But I mean, the, naturally the I would say Stoke are a better place to go back up. They've got deeper pockets than we have. He knows Gary Rowe. There's every reason we're going to say But Darren Moore is such a humbling character, such yep. such a person that kind of stays with it, that he could be the person who's swing. And personally, just to agree, I mean, I, I think it will be an unpopular thing, but I, I it's always rankled with me slightly. Curtis Davis to see him play well for other teams because I do think he's he's just my sort of player. He's good in the air. He's um, he's got decent pace. He reads the game well. Um, I'd be thrilled to get Curtis. Davis. Even though even though you know it's kind of a short term thing. I, I, I think he's probably got maybe two seasons left him at the top. Um, I think he's a player who'll age well. Me and, too. Uh, me too. And, take, and I do think he he's was right really kind of getting into his groove at Albion. He got the captaincy. Yeah. He got that injury at the back end of the season and and. Missed out in the playoff final, and God knows it might have been a different story if he'd have been fit that day against Derby. Ironically, where he's ended up now. But it, I, I just think that obviously there's nothing, there's no substance at all. We're just, I was gonna say, we're just talking into thin air. But so, uh, I, I just, I just think he's one player. I could see it a feasible move potentially this summer if all of it, you know, kind of drops into place with with John Terry. And I can't see Derby affording both players. So. So what I would say is, welcome to Woodman Corner, where we ask the question, is Aidan Flint any good, and answer the question uh, talking about someone entirely different. But uh, <laughs> should Curtis Davis ever come on the uh, agenda, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. So Romain Sawyer, <laughs> I imagine you might have seen a little bit of yes. him. Uh, what do you think of Romain Sawyer? I think Romain Sawyer would be a fantastic signing. By the, uh, the reaction from Brentford fans to the news that Albion were, uh, were interested in, in bringing Sawyer back to the Hawthorns, and laughing at the idea that they could get him for three million quid, Tells you all you need to know about how much they're rating, and uh, I watched him a couple of times live, actually for Brentford this past season, and he ran the show. I was at St Andrews when uh, when Brentford went to Blues. Uh, it, I think it was back in October, and he, he's obviously you know he's 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 really grown into himself in terms of his career. He, he's 
he's held down a a, a, a hold a, a starting spot at Brentford under Dean Smith, who's nurtured him at Walsall and Brentford. And he's he's come on leaps and bounds, and he he ran the show in midfield that day as well. That Brentford beat Blues two 0 and he was a major major part in uh, you know in in the victory. Tony, I think it's interesting about it. We used to have this this little tiny ball manager that loved enormous huge uh, players all the time, and now we've got this enormous huge manager. And the one thing I think about Reed and Sawyer's, and also Bradley Dacker will come on to, is they're all tiny. It's like a, it's like he started a kind of mini Barcelona revolution, isn't it? With, uh, with La Masia down the Hawthorns, yeah. Our average weight is about to absolutely plummet. Yeah, I like the idea of Sawyer's. So, so actually, well, let's play that game. So we're talking about, we, we're investing seven million in Reed. What's, a, what's, an un, what's the acceptable price for well, Reed? Well, uh, for Reed? I'd have said if we paid 10 million quid for Reed, I'd make my piece of that. I don't know Um. I suppose I'm just kind of factoring this on on the last five years, whereas it, it's quite clear that you have to spend money nowadays for yeah. even the average player. It so almost be a concern. I think to, to flip that, that that's what's going to come. So yeah, read what I I think I think seven or eight million. I think would would with this contract City, right now. exactly with a year left and no intention of signing another one. I'm struggling to see how Bristol City turn that money down. What about Flint? What's an acceptable price of Flint? Oh, well, nowhere near nine, I don't think. But then, of course, they're well within their rights to ask that because yeah, of the contract. Yeah, he's got a five-year contract. So they, they can ask that, and Premier League teams might well be interested, but I wouldn't pay nine million quid of, of, of Darren Moore's budget on, on Lane and Flint. What about yeah. Sawyers? So three Sawyers. million is the number we said. What's an acceptable yeah. figure? I mean, you're kind of almost trying to save face, aren't you, as Albion? Trying to, you know, you, how many million are you prepared to splash out on a player that was once one of your academy players um, four or five million quid I mean, you, 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 you make that you make that call Brentford are used to selling their players they've sold players there's, um, a, there's a kind of flip side to that I would say which is that if Albion are buying a player from another championship club for less than five million they probably shouldn't be buying him if you know what I mean he's, he's not yeah. running out of contract and blah 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 you know even Hotter who went to Blues went for six million and if, if we aren't signing the best we probably shouldn't be signing them in the first place really it's an obscure thing almost to elect to pay more but I can see the Bre- the flip side of the Brentford fans point is that if he is worth that we shouldn't be buying him well yeah but perhaps I, I think I think five million would they'd have to seriously consider that yeah I, I think that would probably you know if you said right there's 12 million quid spent on uh, Bobby Reid and Romain Sawyers and that's kind of almost your midfield sorted next season yeah uh, as well as all the money you're going to be getting off the wage bill um, in the coming weeks and months, then it's a good start. So elsewhere, uh, we've talked talk of a six million pound bid for Bradley Dack. You seen a bit of him? Yeah, you? a little bit. Um, I thought he was brilliant at Gillingham. I thought he he, he looked uh, poles apart from anything else they had at Gillingham. He's still only a young lad, you know. He's not. He's he's younger than Sawyer's and Reed, mm-hmm. um, and he and he always looked very very comfortable in League One at Gillingham. And then he moved to Blackburn, and obviously it's a big deal there. He, you know, he then becomes a major player in that division, and he he was huge for them last year. He got uh, 18, 19 goals, I think. Tony Mowbray got the best out of him, played a major part, got Team of the Year, got Player of the Year, uh, all these different um, accolades. And now that Blackburn are going to be in the same division as Albion, it's now whether that would be you know enough. Have they got enough to tempt Dak? Have they got enough to tempt Blackburn with the sale of Dak? I think I actually think that that's Albion's real strength at the moment is that they've got a budget. What's probably three times the size. You know, if they can get players off the books, they have a budget much, much, much higher than the other other teams in their division. You know, even including Villa. You know, they they they've got so much more um, money from parachute points and that on the basis they get the players out. Yeah. But that's that's really where they can um, perform. I've seen a little bit of Dak. Like I think it's interesting that the, the um, kind of 
size of these players. They all seem to be kind of um, kind of tiny. The other thing, just a slight warning sign for Dak for me is that you know if the player's playing well under Tony uh, under Tony Mowbray, you know they're going to be an attacking central midfielder because that's what all of his best players are. Yeah. And you, and one thing you'd be fairly com- comfortable with is he won't be allowed the same freedoms at Albion as he will there because the cost of the Tony Mowbray way is the goals going in the other way. Of course, yeah. So, so um, that remains to be seen, but it's it's sort of an interesting one. Well. I- one other point I was going to make on the attacking midfielder option, and you, if you go and recruit Sawyer's and or Reed and or Dak, where does that leave James Morrison? Because you know you're you're expecting Nasser Chadley to move the other end, the other side of the World Cup when he gets back. Yeah. he'll have he'll have interest from all over. I've I've no doubt. Um, you know, where I, does I've, where does that leave Morrison? Morrison's. I mean, I certainly think he's. I think I th- I think the odds say the, the common sense answer to Morrison, who hasn't played for kind of two years properly. Is that he, he might well not go, but I do would say with Reed, you could add Reed to Albion's squad now, Lars. If you know what I mean, yeah, we haven't really got that sort of a player. We've got a lot of sort of like actual wide players like Burke and Phillips and even Chadley and um, I mean, no, less so Chadley, but uh, but McLean. They're all they're all kind of effective wide players. Whereas players that kind of link um, the wide position to playing up front, we've got Rodriguez, Rodriguez, Rodriguez who could <laughs> do that a bit. Yes. But we haven't got um, that kind of balance. What you really usually when you've got a front three, you've got a kind of a mobile target man, a kind of wider player, and then someone who kind of links midfield with attack. Yeah. And I still think we probably need that. And I think Reed is potentially that person. Would you play? Uh, you know, say you held on to him. Would you play Rodriguez as number nine next year? Is that a feasible? It's definitely feasible. I mean, I actually think the best thing, the best games that Rodriguez has had is doing this point I'm making now, which is kind of link and um, attack with midfield. Uh, it's so different next year. I mean, the truth is, I do think they're going to need three effective forwards. Mm. You know, you're still going to need to go both ways. But when you have a lot of the ball, what you can't afford to do is have one player up front. Um, so, I, I mean, I think the real value of Rodriguez is in um, is in his ability to do both those things. And he can he's, he actually can play number nine one week and number ten next, and actually yeah, perform yeah. in both. That said, I'm not afraid of losing Rodriguez. Um, I think I think one of the things that Albion have shown in the past. Um, Couple of years is the value or the cost of not selling players at their peak. You know, it's in the epitome of that with um, with uh, Evans just. But I'd like uh, if 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 Albion can get uh, let's say twenty million for um, Jay Rodriguez and can replace him with let's say Lewis Graben for ten million. I wouldn't be I wouldn't think that's in the world. I think Jay Rodriguez is at his peak. He's a good player, but he's not. Superb. He's not got much more to offer the club. Yeah, yeah. does it get better? Yeah. So, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be kind of afraid of that. So the other thing they've done, we're talking about a an offer to Dawson. What do you think about that? I think that's very, very wise. I, I, going into the next season, I still think Dawson needs a defensive partner. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, should they hold on to him, he, he'll be a first name on the team sheet. Fighting saying Curtis Davis would be a brilliant. Part well, of you can imagine. <laughs> you? Between us two here and now, that would be. Uh, that would be some pairing next year, I think. Dawson and Davis um, be very, very effective, I think. But Dawson, yeah, I, I, he definitely came out of the uh, the Premier League season. Uh, one of the better lights, I suppose, of uh, of a pretty dreadful campaign, and you know, yeah. he's he's made it very, very clear in the past on a number of occasions that central defence is where he sees himself. He's now at an age where. You've got to let him play there because it's, he's in his prime. He's coming into his prime as a defender. Oh yeah. He needs to play in his favourite position. He needs to play in this position he's most effective in. He's done a pretty decent, solid job at right back in the last few years. But now's the time. If you if you're going to hold on to him, 
you've got to accommodate him in, in his best role you've got to give him what he wants to that extent so I think Dawson again it would be a very very solid uh, centre back in the championship so I wholeheartedly agree and just to kind of wrap all this up I, I'm really really impressed with what I've heard out of Albion in the last few days I mean one of the things I said before is that if they can just basically kick Dawson's claws down the road 12 months if they can go to Dawson and say you've got a, you've got a clause to leave how about we will pay you the same as we paid you in the Premier League for the next year and if we don't, and if you don't earn it, then then you can go. You give us one season in the championship. Mm. We will maintain your pay, so you're not going to earn more at Burnley or wherever else. You learn the same here. You can be captain here potentially. Who knows? Um, uh, well, yeah. Um, no, no, no. All I'm say is they should throw everything at Craig yeah, Dawson. Yeah. He's the person who offers them the most consistency at centre off. And you're right. We're only one sign away from having a good back four there. Um, so I really, really endorse that. And I think the players that they link with elsewhere seem to me to be really, really smart. You know. Um, Sawyers and Reed in particular, I think, is really, um, really exciting. So well, I've, I've had a habit of getting this wrong, but you know, in the same way as we were bouncing around when they sold De- signed Dean Sawyers, I do just feel like this is the first signs that the that Albion and Moore are getting things right, are addressing the problems in the right area, and are potentially, especially the fact that they're moving early as well, they're, they're doing the right things. I'm, I'm, I'm heartened by it's them. It's early June. I, I, I suppose to an extent they haven't really all got all that much time to work with. They've got the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've got. Until the early August, remember, not not the yeah. uh, not the end. So, I suppose time is forcing their hand a little bit um, to a, to a degree. But yeah, that said, if they can get these deals done, kind of in the next week or two, then you're giving yourself a very very good platform for which to build on. Um, and then you know you're going to have players that are going to be leaving the club, obviously, and are going to be fetching a few million quid in in funds. So. Albion have been pretty good in the transfer window over the la- over the course of the last five, six, seven years in terms of money they've spent. If you look back at McCauley, look back at Jakob, look back at um, even Dawson, you know, yeah. money that's been spent on those players compared to up until last season, compared to what they got back, um, i.e. Premier League stability, you know, they haven't actually spent that much money. They've spent wisely. Now it's time to kind of, you know, give the market and you need to get the sales back you don't want to be in a position like Villa in the next two in the next year or two where you know the, all the, the financial constraints yeah. kick in and and you're left with the, the mess that people find themselves well, in I'm into that fortunately there's, hard, there's, two, there's barely two people on earth that are less like each other than Tony Jarre and Mark Jenkins so uh, I'm sure it'll work out so that's well, that's that's mine and Joe's view on it. I think we're both we're both pleased with the progress under Big Dave. But um, let's uh, let's hand over now to um, Gregor McGregor, who I spoke to earlier on, who writes about Bristol City for uh, for the Bristol Post. So this is his view on Bobby Reed and Aidan Flint. Um, okay, so I'm on now with uh, Gregor McGregor, who writes about Bristol City for Bristol Live. Uh, Gregor, thanks for joining us on Woodman Corner. How are you doing, chaps? Uh, yeah, we agree. Thank you. So, um, so it seems to me that, uh, that that the Albion and Bristol City their paths are crossing quite a lot uh, in the last few days. I've uh, been linked with both both Bobby Reed and uh, Aidan Flint, who's someone that we've been linked with an awful lot from uh, from from you. So, if I could start, Bobby Reed, what's he like? Are you a, are you a fan? Yeah, well, you can't knock his quality really. Yeah, he scored nineteen league goals last season. He was in among the top scorers, but. If he had in assists, then he was the most lethal player in the league. So um, I can completely understand why the baggies would be looking at um, Reed. And furthermore, I think he's a big fan of Aaron Moore as well. He recently 
tweeted about him saying, go uh, on, Darren, on uh, Twitter. So uh, he obviously keeps an eye on what's happening there. I don't know if there's any other connection from that. But, um, yeah, I, I can completely understand why there's interest in him. Um, he seems an interesting one for me. I mean, I've just been looking into his, his background. I mean, he's, he's 25, so he's not... Um, He's not the the youngest, but he seems to have sort of come a bit out of nowhere. Seems like they they loan him out for a bit. He had a half decent season, then all of a sudden he's transformed. But is that fair? I mean, have it, has, it, has he had? Did you, so, was he a big name before last season? So the background, Bobby, is that basically they didn't really work out what his best position was. Um, and last summer they actually tried him in a new position. They pushed him up front, um, and basically Lee Johnson was a big. Uh, sort of man zooms into his stats and his data and everything and he'd been analysing the stats behind Bobby Reed's game and training and everything and he realised that he was displaying, uh, displaying all the attributes that he wanted from a front-line striker so when they lost Tammy Abraham last last year they, they brought in Sam Jehu uh, but they also decided to give Bobby Reed a chance up front because he was showing exactly what they wanted so yeah and it's, it's basically snowballed from there he scored something like uh, in six games running across pre-season um, and he was just in great form coming into the start of the league and he scored two goals against Barnsley in the first game of the season um, and I was in a press conference with him the after the game and they were both sat there both very very pleased with themselves Lee Johnson with having the um, tactical now pushing further forward and Bobby Reid and successfully making the conversion to a striker and he's, he's done that over the season but that's really why he hadn't kind of played too much before really he started off as a central midfielder attacking midfielder and he, his all round game was good he's always been very technically excellent he's a live wire striker he's got bundles of energy but he, he probably didn't offer quite enough to gain um, first team football in, in those kind of positions so it's been the making, making of him basically this season so uh, yeah and he'll uh, probably he'll be a striker for the moment he's a very very so what's the uh, what's the story about why you might potentially be leaving? Because I mean, Bristol, you know, they were flying pretty high last season, and um, they're pretty well. Um, yeah, they've, they've got some good backing behind them. I mean, would you, do you expect him to leave? He seems to be linked with so many clubs that it seems like a like, like kind of a matter of um, uh, of when, not if. But is that right? I think there's a high high chance he's going to leave. Yeah, so I, I put it up there around sort of ninety percent or something. Basically, he's got just one year left on his deal. And, and this kind of comes back to the background story in that he wasn't playing as much before. Um, I'm not, he, he probably couldn't have seen his future at Bristol City um, going the way it did over the last year because it's just been a phenomenal rise, um, changing position and, and becoming a mainstay of the team. Um, the, the only other things to factor in really are that he's, he's a Bristolian, he's come through the Bristol City Academy got plenty of friends there, he's very, very good friends with Joe Bryan, uh, the two of them have played a, a lot together, have known each, each other since the age of 10, 11 um, and yeah it, it's a bit of a surprise to some people it's, it's just a case really of him letting his contact wind down because before this year he, as I say, he wasn't a, a regular part of the team, it didn't look like he was going to be playing that day, unfortunately for Bristol City, they didn't tie him up before he's exploded into ball and yeah, now it's the opposite. Now, a lot of people are suddenly taking interest in him. Um, I know for um, myself that plenty of Premier League sides have been scouting at um, Bristol City at Ashton Gate this season, keeping an eye on the likes of Reed, Brian and Flint, because we have got some decent players down this way. 
Um, and yeah, there's plenty of interesting read, as I say. And, and now he's the opposite. He wants to see suddenly where where he can go. And another factor in this is that Bristol City, um, despite having a very wealthy owner behind them, don't pay the biggest wages. Unfortunately, they just don't have the financial infrastructure behind them. They're a long, long way behind the likes of West Brom and clubs coming down from the Premier League, let alone Premier League sides. So. If it comes down to money, they're going to be basically blown away. And especially you, uh, West Brom coming down with parachute payments, they'll be able to treble his wages. And as you've just said yourself, he's 25 years old, so maybe he's going to be looking for the long term and get that big deal. And um, and I would, would completely understand that. Would you, I, I just finally on Bobby Reid, I, I, I would guess that you're closer to this than I am, that... that um, there would be likelihood of some interest in the Premier League, wouldn't there? I think they've talked about Fulham. I don't know. There's, there's a few teams that, are, that, 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 in all likelihood, he, he might. He, Albin is a comparatively sideward step, whereas he, 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 it's quite plausible he'll be making an upward step, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think there will be at some point some Premier League interest. I mean, I know myself that some teams like Bournemouth, we, we've reported on this. Um, in the past, Bournemouth have been very keen on watching Bristol City's players. They've sent their head of recruitment, their, their head of the consultancy recruitment, that's Andy Burton, um, and yeah, Eddie Howe's um, half-brother has been down a couple of times to Ashton Gate. Um, and I don't think they're alone. There's other clubs as well. Now, whether they're actually going to take a, a chance on, on, on a player who really has only got this one year of consistent form behind him, I'm not too sure. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if yeah, some, further in the summer, if Albion don't tie up a deal now, I wouldn't be surprised if some Premier League clubs come, came sniffing around him. And I, I guess it would be a gamble for them a little bit, like it always is, in, in, in plucking a player from uh, the lower leagues. But we've seen them um, Brighton and the likes of Burnley doing that and Bournemouth with success. So, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised to see that. And then the, the second bit, funny enough... Um... We were we were asking the fans earlier on in the summer if you could name one player that you, that Albion could plausibly plausibly sign, who would it be? And my answer was Aidan Flint. And then, as it turns out, unsurprisingly, I guess given that we've been linked with him several times before, it looks like he is a player that Albion would take an interest in. Um, is he one you'd expect to leave this summer? Aidan Flint, I'm not too sure about because it's a bit of an odd one. He had his head turned last summer by Birmingham. He, really, he wanted to leave the club then, and um, basically, he was left out of. The- the, the team at the beginning of the season his head wasn't right according to Lee Johnson but he, he knuckled down he got back in the side the move didn't come about and, and he's been brilliant this year um, as he has been over the last sort of three, four years really for, for Bristol City and um, the thing with his, him is he signed a new five year long term deal back in January um, and yeah I'm, I'm just not too sure whether too many clubs will really really go for him um, because he's a bit older, he's sort of 28. The other thing is, as someone watches him reg- really regularly, week to week, I do think he's a, he's a really, really quality player. He's a, he's a top defender. However, he does have a few um, uh, sort of, uh, weaknesses in his game that he maybe just still needs to iron out. I, I wouldn't class him as a very, very top-level defender. However, in the air... And goal scoring, he is a monster. He's, he's arguably the best in the league at that. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people who maybe don't watch him week in week out probably see all the goals he scores and everything, and, 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 and like like that side of him. But if you do your, if you if you watch him a lot and you scout him properly, then I'm not so sure many clubs would 
that may be taken uh, at the price that Bristol City would demand, bearing in mind you've got this five-year contract behind you, you'd probably be talking sort of 10 million plus, then uh, I'm not too sure so many would take a gamble on him. But you never know. He is, he is a quality player. He's brilliant in the air. Um, he will get your goals. and He's a really great guy as well. Um, what lad around the club? What are the issues? I, I, t- I guess we're talking about concentration, positional play, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah, he's he's, he's got decent pace. He's maybe not the quickest, but um, there are a few defenders at this level who are. Um, he's maybe not the quickest on a turn either. But uh, and, and yeah, maybe focus uh, and concentration at the back there. But but by and large, he, he's. He's a quality player. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, I'm not. I'm not saying he's, he's mid-level um, defender. He's a, he's a top defender, but he's not. What well, I don't think he's on the same kind of caliber as, as say, the centre backs that maybe Cardiff, uh, who went up last season, and some other sides as well. But um, maybe he makes up for that with um, his goal scoring. I don't know. But, um, I I just wouldn't be surprised if basically he stayed around this summer. Yeah, well, five years is quite uh, quite the same. Gregor, I really appreciate your time. Thank you ever so much for joining us this week. Okay, so thank you to Gregor McGregor for that, and thanks for joining us again this week on Woodman Corner. Thank you, Joe, for you, for Graham. being a, a good friend as ever. <laughs> Partners in crime, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, so uh, we've come out a bit earlier this week because there's, there's movement. We'll continue to do that across the course of um, this close season. If there's any big transfer news, we'll try and break out on Woodman Corner. So please join us whenever we do, and tell your friends about us. Uh, see you again next week. <laughs>